listening to Caught in the Web, a podcast produced for SoundLouder.com. Here you'll find inspiring stories from artists, producers, and generally creative people around the world. I'm Joe Benzo, and this is our first episode. Today, we're talking with world-renowned bass player Mai Lees. Mai is currently staying inside, as we're all advised to these days, and speaks with us from the great state of California near Los Angeles, where she is recording with her husband and famed multi-instrumentalist Greg Lees. We talk with her about her upcoming tour with David Crosby and how music can help lift spirits around the world, especially during the current COVID-19 crisis. She's using this time to reach out and connect with fans, even offering remote and germ-free video bass lessons. We get a little insight into the inspiration on her latest single written with her husband Greg and also what it's like to write with music legends. You can find her online at mylees.com. That's M-A-I-L-E-I-S-Z.com. Spotify, my group, and on Instagram at mylees. Please enjoy our conversation. Sharing it with others is appreciated and it's a great way to support musicians and the continued production of this series without further ado my lees basically the really long story short i was you know busking on the streets of stockholm with a friend of mine and the hand of destiny brought greg lease there at the same time and he was on tour with jackson brown so the next day i went on stage with that band <laughs> and now i'm actually married to him so right i mean it's kind of a great story uh, like a fairy tale Greg played actually on my album, on my group's second album, You, and he gave that album to David Crosby. Mm -hmm. And pretty much like two weeks later, I got an email from his producer and he wanted me to play on Crosby's album. So, you know, one thing led to another and I moved to L.A. and started touring with Crosby and playing with him probably opened some doors that's like every musician's dream that that happens to lead you into a completely new world and plus uh, falling in love right plus falling in love do you go back to that street and see where it all happened sometimes yeah yeah every time every time that greg and i are in stockholm we we go there yeah how has your life changed now going on tour with David Crosby versus dreaming of something like this on a street corner? I've paid a lot of dues and that's what Crosby tells me every time, you know, when I get like sentimental or tell him like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm, you know, here with you. And he says, you know, you deserve it. You've paid your dues. And that's the thing that people sometimes expect luck or success to happen overnight. And mm. sure, to some it does. But to me, the success or whatever it is, it has so much more worth because I know how hard I worked for it. For years, I was like a starving jazz student, you know, washing windows in the middle of the night, like falling asleep with my bass, you know. Right. I worked really, really hard, practicing countless hours. Finally, that work is starting to pay off. So it's to me, it's not only luck, but it's also hard work, talent and luck you know it's everything together it doesn't happen overnight and mm -hmm. because it doesn't very many people give up but like one wise man once told me winners are those who don't give up this is the life i chose for better or for worse 
And I have to ask because we are now living in a moment in human history right now where the entire world is dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Mm -hmm. As musicians, it has really affected livelihoods, no doubt probably affecting your plans. Obviously, you were planning to go on tour with David Crosby. Mm -hmm. I understand some dates have been postponed. But in general, what is your mindset and how are you handling this crazy time right now? Well, it's definitely hard for all people, but uh, I personally have some sessions that are, I'm not sure whether canceled or postponed. Crosby did call me last week and saying that Nash's tour got canceled. And I just want to tell you in person that the same thing might happen to us. And it's hard, you know, it's really hard because our bread depends on it. But then on the other hand, Mm -hmm. you know, health is our greatest wealth. And if we don't do the social distancing, then we might not be able to stop this pandemic. I'm not a person who would like go crazy and panic. I'm not buying hundreds of rolls of toilet paper, um, but I am definitely more (laughs) aware of, you know, like washing my hands and not touching my face and all that. And I I do have like a little bit of a resentment towards people that are trying to minimize the impact of the virus to the world, you know, who are just saying like, oh, this is just a stupid flu, you know, or that flu kills many more people than this coronavirus. But it's not about the mortality rate. It's about how many people get sick at the same time and that the hospitals are over crowded and that doctors can't give the same care to people who maybe need it the most. Plus, it might be like your own grandmother who's going to die from it. Right. People should try to be like more like compassionate about it is what I think, you know, do your thing and stay home and, you know, uh, very, but... very good advice. Very good advice. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get through this. Posted uh, on your Instagram channel during these crazy times, do something useful with your time. And now a time where we have to distance ourselves socially, how are the ways that we can use social media and the internet, for example, to connect and connect people through music? People have asked about lessons before, and I have given lessons in person, not very much, but I have. And uh, since people repeatedly ask if I give lessons, I usually say no because I literally haven't had any time to do that. Mm-hmm. But now that I have all this time in my washed hands, I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I might as well, you know, just actually do it. Plus, I think it's a good way of, again, not only teaching people because, I mean, I still have lots to learn myself. And that's why I also said that let's learn together, but separately. It's also that I would learn from these people because they might have questions that I might not know the answer and then I would have to find out. So it would educate me as well. It's like a, it's more like a collaboration. You know, I don't really see myself as like the professor of bass guitar. Have you started giving lessons already from people just taking you up on your offer on Instagram? Yeah, I'm actually having my first lessons tomorrow. So I've I've had some time to prepare. You know, people have said what they want to learn. And yeah, I did have to like, oh, oh, shit, that's kind of that's challenging. But, you know, that's like I said, it's it's educating me as well or like things that I learned during my years um, 
at the Royal College of Music in Stockholm, things that I have maybe kind of I've forgotten a little bit. I've had to re- remind those things to myself. And it's, it's really interesting to me as well. And also the time that I have in my worst hands. I also just bought Pro Tools and I'm starting to learn about Pro Tools. So, you know, I'm not crying here. I'm just trying to really uh, use it, use the time, you know, well. So you mentioned also recently that you are releasing a new song, mm-hmm. Skies Above Saucanti. And is that uh, in reference to the Machu Picchu Trail? Exactly. And is there any story behind that? Yeah, it was actually my birthday present to Greg, the three-week vacation in Peru, because he had like mentioned several times that how much he longs to see Machu Picchu. And so I started like secretly planning this trip. Eventually, of course, I had to tell him it couldn't be a total surprise. Like, I mean, how are you going to hide this thing from him that you need vaccinations for these and these and these things and hiking clothes and stuff like that. So right. I had to tell him. Something's yeah. <laughs> it was good that I did tell him because it was kind of built up the anticipation. So he had all this time to kind of look forward to it instead of just finding out that, oh, we're going to Peru. So anyway, eventually this hike to Machu Picchu was like way better than actually reaching Machu Picchu because of the over-tourism and there was just like too many obnoxious and loud and disrespectful people. Uh, it's the journey. Yeah, it's the, it's the journey to it, which was like incredibly magical. And we definitely found out that we are so much stronger than we actually think. We were so, so very inspired by that hike. And when we got home, we started writing music together. And so this is going to be the first single from the upcoming record, One Day. Um, That's great. Yeah. So are you working on an album right now? Or are you writing with any others in this downtime, in this time when everyone's locked in? I mostly have written, you know, on my own, but I am open to writing with people that I know. I still find it hard to write with people that I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But Greg and I wrote a song with Crosby and that song is going to be on his new record. So yeah, I'm writing a lot these days. Maybe not now so much because I'm busy with like learning Pro Tools and getting all the stuff ready for the release. And now because I'm my own um, producer and manager and banker and psychiatrist and etc. You know, uh, for the first time I took this different approach that instead of recording a whole album at once and putting it out, I'm doing it this way that I'll record a song, put it out, record a song, put it out. And once I have enough material, I'll put it all on a record. So right now uh, we recorded three songs with Greg and Mike Landau and Gary Novak. So the second song is going to come out in a few months when it's, you know, ready. It's not overwhelming, you know. I can just slowly keep working and be more relaxed and I have more time to think everything through and change my mind and all that stuff. (laughs) Money isn't everything, but it sure helps to know that you have some financial safety that you don't have to worry if I get to pay my bills this month and you can just focus on making art. But it feels like now very much like making this art is about 
making money, you know, paying and the paying bills, the bills. Right. And that's kind of sad. Do you feel like the creative process suffers from that at all? Or is it such a discipline um, that it's second nature? I actually think it, it, you can see it. Depends how you look at it. I try to see it as a good thing that sometimes when you're forced to do something or you're forced to do something more, it actually might reveal some things in you that you didn't know existed. So, you know, you're going to write more. You're forced to be more creative and you can't allow yourself to be lazy. I went through this composition course when I started in Stockholm, which helped me a lot. And that was basically for getting out of this vicious circle where you think that mm -hmm. you need to have your heart broken or be struck by a muse to write music. <laughs> the starving artist. Yeah, exactly. Right, that yeah. I actually have everything inside of me to be able to write music even when I'm happy or when I have a deadline, for example. I can do it without mm -hmm. a broken heart. <laughs> so, and, and for <laughs> right. that, we, we learn those kind of like tools, how you can start the process of writing music. Even now, like for example, I get very inspired by sounds. Like I hear the sound of a baritone guitar. I'm like, oh, I want to write a song with that sound. And inspired by mm -hmm. something like that, I just start jamming and playing until, you know, it pops up. The music's stuck in and it's playing me. The keys and the strings are all wonderful things and it's taking a hold of them then setting me free. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about what you're looking forward to most once we can all get out of the house. What are your sights set on? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing people happy and healthy. And I'm actually really, really looking forward to going on the road. I am afraid that it might be canceled, but I hope that maybe in a month everything has kind of cooled down a little bit. You were scheduled May 14th in Santa Barbara. Is that still the first That's show? That's right. Well, we have this Kent State okay. show scheduled, I think, for the 2nd of May with Joe Walsh, but we don't know yet. So we have no information what's, okay. what's going on. And everything is kind of on hold, you know. Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. There's so much uncertainty and everybody's just like holding their yeah. breaths, you know, trying to survive. Um, yeah. Well, uh, we know it's a very difficult time for everybody. It's a difficult time for yourself and musicians, especially who rely on music to be their livelihood and get out on the road and, and perform for people. It's also very hard for people that have music as a big part of bringing joy into their lives. I mean, we see that's one of the connecting factors. We're actually in, in mm -hmm. Europe right now and in Italy, you know, I think you yeah. probably see it also in the news in America where people are singing that's from so their balconies. Beautiful. And, uh, you know, and that, that's, I was actually thinking that maybe I should like postpone the release of my first single because there's just like so much going on with the coronavirus and all that. But because all the concerts and everything is canceled, I figured that right now music is like people need it more than ever. And I just, exactly, it, it brings joy to me to release it and, and let it fly in the world as well as I hope that people that are sitting at their homes and are, are like scrolling through their news feed that will find joy in that mu in my music, just like the Italians are doing it on their balconies, you know. So music has a bigger power than we actually think. If you think about right. Estonia's history and the singing revolution, mm -hmm. which is absolutely mm -hmm. incredible that basically Estonians sang themselves to freedom. It's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. And I, I know that we can draw a comparison line between like gaining green dependence from Soviet Union and, and getting free from coronavirus. <laughs> but um, 
Well, it's a war exactly. nonetheless. Exactly, it's, a, it's mean, a war nonetheless, and music yeah. has enormous power of bringing people together at the times of need. Uh, music Absolutely. touches the hearts, even if we can't touch each other, <laughs> right? That's that's absolutely right. We are uh, going to help spread the word about your music and really appreciate you taking you. time to keep creating music and putting it out there. Uh, really appreciate taking the time and, and uh, bringing more joy into right this world. Right back at you. When, Thank when you, Joe. Well, take care of Thank yourselves, you okay? <laughs>